All right. So, this morning, um, I kind of, even even right now, even recording, I'm a little bit on the on the fence here. What I want to talk about, because I don't plan on being on being a long episode. Um, one thing I did want to mention. This might end up being all I talk about today. So this might be a little bit of a different episode than normal. Uh, One thing I did want to mention and discuss and promote is a project that I am involved with uh, that in just a couple weeks is going to become a reality um, with some good friends of mine. So... Yeah, this will probably be what I talk about today. I'm just going to kind of give a lay of the land of some of the goals, uh, some of the ideas, and some of the thoughts concerning Appalachian Roundtable. Um, if we're, if you follow my social media on Facebook at all, you've seen that name, you've seen that page be shared. I've shared everything that we've put out on on the official Facebook page. I have sort of fallen into the role of social media director. Um, I've, so I've sort of taken over the the page, and I work with Caleb and I work with Josiah on what quotes do we want out, what you know, things like that. But it's more or less me who's running the actual uh, nuts nuts and bolts of our social media presence. And so I'm going to take this opportunity, this opportunity, this opportunity, at this time, to just use this platform. In case you're not familiar with Appalachian Roundtable, and also doubly, I'm going to use the Appalachian Roundtable page to introduce people to Ride Along. So what Appalachian Roundtable is? A number of years ago, I think four years ago, Caleb Josiah and I thought uh, we watched a lot of uh, lit we, we listened to a lot of podcasts we watch a lot of um, roundtable type discussions and the gospel coalition used to have these roundtable discussions I don't know if they do them or not you guys might remember them they're black and white they were always almost always with Keller Tim Keller John Piper and DA Carson and those are the more some of the seasoned contributors of Gospel Coalition. They've been in ministry the longest. They've written. They've done those sorts of things, and they would talk about pastoral issues, really short videos. And we thought, what if we did something like that, but we addressed things as they pertained to Appalachia, and we communicated ideas and theological things for Appalachian people as they related to the culture of Appalachia. So our, we so we started uh, recording videos together. Um, Caleb was the kind of spearheaded. He took care of all the audio. He took care of all the video. He did all that stuff. And then the three of us would collaborate about what what topic we wanted to talk about, what topic we want to sort of discuss. We did two videos. 
and immediately just dropped the ball. <laughs> we were young, we were stupid, we were not disciplined, we bit off way more than we could chew because there was so much work involved in the meet, the aligning all of our schedules so we could physically meet up, setting up all the cameras and the lighting and the sound, and then Caleb having to do all the all the all the editing and then releasing them. And then you've got to manage you had to manage the social media. You had to do all this sort of stuff. We set up a special email address for a round table. We did all these things. And we just bit off way, 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 way too much. Way more than we could chew. I think, if I remember right at that time, I think Caleb was in school for respiratory therapy, had just started or was like halfway through when we did it. Josiah, I think, was finishing up his degree. I hadn't started school, but I was working full-time at a restaurant here in town, so I had a crazy work schedule, but I was also getting ready to get married at around this time. It was around the time that my wife and I had met. It was, we just, too many irons in the fire. But, it was always something that we, and it's always it's always been a joke um, amongst us and some of our friends as well, where, you know, episode three is going to drop any time, guys. Episode three will be out there at any point in time. I'll, you know, we're working on it, and we've got it, you know, it was always like a running joke with us. So, uh, years go by, we mature, we grow in some, in discipline and in, and in maturity, um, we're not as anxious to get things done, you know, we can kind of, even though we really want to do things and we have goals that we want to attain, we're now able to kind of scale those back and, and walk them out at a little bit slower pace, reach smaller goals. So, a few months go back, or a few months ago, maybe like three months ago, Josiah and I are talking, and he and I want to do like a, like a Vern Poitras, uh, John Frame style blog, where there would be maybe some back and forth between the two of us, maybe there would be some, just he writes about a thing and I write about a thing, and we want to do something similar to that, and we were knocking around a a name idea, and I said, man, I really love, I loved the idea and the concept that we had with Appalachian Roundtable, but we didn't want to go, we didn't want to use that name if, and, and kind of scrap Caleb, and not include Caleb. So we reached out to him with the intention that if he did not want to be involved but was cool with us using the name, it was just going to be Josiah and myself who wrote and contributed, or if Caleb was like, oh, I really don't want, it's, it's, I don't want you guys to be able to use that name when it was a project that all three of us were involved in, then Josiah and I were going to move on and start our own thing, and just it would just be the two of us and we would have called it a different thing. But we reached out to Caleb, and Caleb was was interested, and it was something that he wanted to do. And so the three of us decided we had a, like a two-hour uh, video conference 
and we kind of mapped out a two to three month schedule for Appalachian Roundtable and we decided that a, an easier medium to manage would be a blog and we decided to go with the blog because it we don't have to physically be present with one another so there's no I only have to worry about my own schedule if I'm going to knock a blog out right if I'm going to chip away at and write a blog about a subject I only have to worry about my schedule I don't have to also worry about meeting up with Caleb and Josiah's schedule and the same to them they don't have to worry about mine or each other's they can manage their own time and they can do it uh, it's easier to manage in, ter- in in that way and it's also easier to manage just in terms of it's so much easier to sit down to have the discipline to sit down and say I want to write I want to write 100 words today, or I want to write 75 words today, or I want to I want to try to knock this blog all the way out, get a whole rough draft done today. You know, it's easier to manage because there's not as many moving parts. It's just writing, and you just decide what size chunk you want to chip away at for the day. And then it's easier for us to schedule, and so we have scheduled... I'm not going to get too much into it because I don't want to ruin any of the surprise. I want there to be a little bit of mystery. But we've scheduled different topics for the three of us to ride on over a period of like a month and we've spaced them out a certain way so that it's even. And So that's uh, this—that's a sense in which we, the three of us, are working cohesively. Is we have a schedule, we have like a general aim, uh, a general idea of what we want to do a general, a generalized goal of bringing theological issues, bringing political issues, bringing cultural issues, all of the things you're not supposed to talk about at the dinner table. We want to provide a resource for people to be able to read and engage and understand, and and it doesn't come with that that intimidation factor that. It, it Well, it neither comes with the intimidation factor, nor does it come with the, uh, oh, the, the rose-colored glasses of, of being like, being a, being a figurehead, right? So if you read, one guy that I really love to read, and people hate me for it, and I don't care, I just, I don't care if people don't like what I like, or if people hate me for what I like, I really like to, I really like Doug Doug Wilson's works. I've read his stuff on, read some of his stuff on parenting. I've read 2000 Generations. Uh, I read his blogs periodically. I don't read them as faithfully as others do, but I read his blogs. I watch some of the content he puts out on YouTube. I've listened to some of his sermon series. I really like his stuff. And it can be easy for me, and I admit this, and I know this, and it's a thing that I've got to consciously fight when I'm take, when I'm ingesting something from him. It can be easy for me to read or listen with a rose-colored lens that the man can do no wrong, right? And you've got your own person that that's true of. Maybe it's John Piper. A few years ago, if you'd have asked him who it was, it would have been Mark Driscoll. Maybe your guy's Matt Chandler. Maybe your guy's Tim Keller. Maybe whoever it is, right? Like, you've got a guy or you've got a gal that you love and agree with them, everything they seem to say and so you have this rose colored 
way of looking and you have this rose sounding way of listening to the content that these people put out. Well, if it's just, if it's just three guys in their, in their mid to late twenties, if it's just three dudes who are coming together and are, are writing articles and are putting out content on topics, if it's just three guys that you don't know from Adam, um, you lose that, that allure, that alert, right? It's, that's one thing is you're not, you don't have to consciously fight that, oh, this is somebody that, that I highly esteem, this is somebody that I really look up to, this is somebody who, you know, whatever. You don't have to fight that, because it's just three guys, you know, it's just three laymen. We're not even ordained in that, you know. So there's that, and then there's also a sense in which sometimes you can read an article that you disagree with, and there can be, like, this intimidation of, I don't know how to disagree, I don't know if I can express, how to express or articulate my disagreement, so I'm just going to avoid it, because this guy is so much more well-read, this guy is so much more educated than I am, look at all these letters that he has behind his name, look at all these degrees that he's earned, so I don't know that I can really disagree, and I guess, you know, he's read more than me, he knows more than me, obviously, so what he's saying here must be true. You don't have any of that, you don't have any of that either, right, because it's just three guys who are not in any sense uh, expert theologians or expert political commentators or expert cultural commentators, you know, it's not what we do for a living, it's not like a guy like Ben Shapiro, who his entire livelihood is cultural and political commentary. That's that's his life. Or it's not a guy like John Piper who his entire livelihood is theological commentary. It's not a guy, you know, it's not a guy like James White who his whole livelihood is not only theological commentary and cultural commentary but is also debating said commentary with people who are polar opposite ends of the spectrum from him. So you don't have any of that that sort of weird intimidation and that pressure to kind of cave to the to what's being written. Okay, so those are two of the um, two benefits I think that'll come from from roundtable, and I will also there will have opportunities for other guest contributors along the way. So it's not just going to be the three of us rattling stuff off all the time. Um, We're going to have other guys in Appalachia or maybe outside of Appalachia who are going to contribute. We're going to have disagreements with one another. We may have a, a blog. We may schedule like a blog series for, say, Josiah and Caleb to disagree on an issue, and they just respond to each other for a couple of for a couple of articles, right? So, it's it, there's another aspect of this. So you've got the aspect of what the appeal is, right? The one aspect of of reading it is it's from laymen who are not dumb, right? But not experts either, and are just sort of trying to faithfully think through things the best that we know how. 
with the information that we have, with the books that we've read, with what we know, with our life experiences, as minimal as all of those things might be, we're trying to faithfully think through things to the best of our ability. And if we can, if we can do that, then that, that, pose, that offers an encouragement to you to be able to do that also and to be able to do that publicly. And like I, you know, that is like the umbrella category of we're not experts, so you don't have the rose-colored vision, or you don't have the uh, the intimidation. That's one aspect. The other aspect is when I mentioned disagreeing a couple weeks ago, maybe been last week. I don't remember. A couple weeks ago, I made uh, I did an episode on decentralizing theology. Okay, so in my whole. The whole idea there was when you have resources like Gospel Coalition or the ERLC or uh, what have you, Christianity Today, you know, you have this just behemoth of Christian material that gets put out and you can, why that was maybe not good. And the whole time that I was recording that, I was thinking about Appalachian Roundtable and what what is a distinctive between Appalachian Roundtable and the things that I was pushing back against a couple of weeks ago. And one of the distinctives is we're not, we're not trying to offer Appalachian Roundtable as a, as a resource that, like that. We're not trying to be, we're not going to be monolithic in everything that we believe between the three of us, right? We're really just sort of a network of, it's almost like we're a, a network of three individual blogs, if that makes sense. It's one, it's just a way to sort of streamline and get three different individual blogs and three different voices on completely different issues that are going to disagree with one another. It's not some coalition with a, with an aim that's, that's specific and, and an agreement that's specific. It's, it's more of being able to of just encouraging people to think through an issue on their own and doing that by offering a, um, I get, so I guess one example would be a lot of gospel coalition articles seem to be intended as like exhortations. They seem to be intended, intended to exhort you towards a certain, um, position or to admonish you to think in a specific light and we don't necessarily want that. We just want to be a source of encouragement for people to think critically and think clearly and think biblically about all of life, about everything that they're involved in. We want people to be able to think clearly and think critically about all of those things. So there's an article that I just posted yesterday from Reason.com. This will make sense. Just stay with me. Reason.com did an article about how it was uh, it was reasonable for people to maybe question government lockdowns in light of the coronavirus. That was like a reasonable thing. And if you read that article, the tone of that article is not to say was is never intended to say that shutdowns were good or shutdowns are bad. The tone of that article is just to say it was a reasonable position to hold that the lockdowns were useless. That's sort of in like the same vein of what we're trying to accomplish with Roundtable. 
Um, we're not trying to like the issue of theonomy. I t- I take a position. Josiah has a position, and Caleb has a position, and they're all three, as far as I understand, they're all three different positions, probably wildly different positions, even amongst the three of us. So it'll never be a source of where we're all theonomists and we want to convince people of theonomy. It'll never be a source of we're all Presbyterians and we want to convince people of Presbyterianism. It'll never be a source of we're all Calvinists. I mean, we are, but the goal is is not to defend Calvinism from roundtable. So there's not like a narrow, pigeonholed, specific aim other than offering a source of encouragement for people to think critically and think clearly about a whole host of issues. It really almost kind of comes from a from a heart that's pastoral in a way. None of us are pastors, but it does come from a heart that's pastoral and a heart that wants to see Christians apply the implications of the gospel and the implications of the kingship of Jesus to every area of their life. It's Thursday morning, you're on your way to work, you're on the interstate, you're heading to the office, you're heading to work. As you're driving down the road, how does the gospel inform the way that you drive? Right? Like that sort of gospel-saturated, kingship of Jesus-saturated mentality is what the three of us try to take to our own lives as individuals, as husbands, myself as a father, as employees, as students. We try to take that into every realm of our life, and we want to encourage other people to do that and to look at the world through that lens. And so we're trying to kind of combat and push back against this this Christianity that is kind of ethereal and wispy and and almost like a hyper spiritual where you can't you can't quite get a hold of it. You can't put any you can't put any feet underneath of it. It it can't go anywhere. It just sort of floats. It's just it's like an atmosphere, but it's not actual. There's no there's no body to it. We want to we want to put a body to it. We want to give the faith we want to give the faith a, a skeleton and, and ligaments and, and muscles to be able to get you from A to B in a certain area. And, and to think from A to B in a certain area. So, that's I know it's a little, this episode is a little bit different than recent ones in that it's not addressing like a social thing or it's not addressing content creation except by proxy, but it's not addressing anything like that. I just, I wanted to sort of take a break from that this week, maybe revisit something tomorrow, uh, or whenever I get off this week, probably not. This will, this will be the one for the week. And I wanted to give, um, a history, a brief, succinct history of Roundtable. And I wanted to give at least from my perspective, some of the goals and some of the things that we want to accomplish with Roundtable. I also want to, before I sign off, I want to say that uh, even though I'm directing 
social, you know, even though I'm sort of spearheading social media now, and even though I've fallen into that role, this, what I'm doing now, this podcast, this episode is not uh, official roundtable doctrine. So I'm not in any way speaking for Caleb and Josiah and what they want to do and what they want to accomplish, what fruit they would like to see born out from, from roundtable, but just generally like a 10,000 foot view of, of what we want to do with it and what that looks like, at least from, from my perspective. So this is, I guess this is just one, this is like an actual example that you can, that we can look at and we can point back to of, oh, that was a time that really showed, that really demonstrates how Roundtable is cohesive in a goal, but is different voices and different perspectives and how that goal is, how that broad goal is reached. So I'm in, just felt like this is necessary to say, I'm not speaking for Caleb, I'm not speaking for Josiah, I'm not even really officially speaking from Appalachian Roundtable. So even as you listen, even as I share this from the Appalachian Roundtable page, this is not an official Appalachian Roundtable statement. These are just my thoughts, my musings, my thinking out loud about what we want it to look like, how we want it to function. Who's texting me? what we want it to look like, how we want it to function, uh, and those sorts of things. So I hope that you are excited about this, as we are. If you have not already, go find us on Facebook, Appalachian Roundtable. I think our Facebook page is two words, but Roundtable is one word, and I will fight Caleb and Josiah about that every time that the issue comes up, that it should be one word. Because it's not a table which is round, but it is a round table. I'll take every opportunity to publicly say that. We're on Facebook as Appalachian Roundtable. If you found this through the Appalachian Roundtable page, Ride Along is available pretty much anywhere that you get podcasts. Uh, I'm on Anchor. I'm on Spotify, which owns Anchor. I'm on Apple Podcasts. I'm on Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts, and then some other weird platforms that I think maybe 40 people use. So I hope that this is, I hope this kind of whets your appetite a little bit. Hope this gets you a little bit excited, and I hope maybe hearing some goals and some direction sort of fleshed out for you give you a little bit more insight in what to look for. And I hope this sort of grabs your attention and it's something that you can uh, you can be on the lookout for. Our official launch date, as of now, Lord willing, as of now, the official launch date, the first article that drops is July 26th. It's a Sunday, and then after that, our subsequent articles, for the next couple months anyways, the following two months after that, will be on Monday morning at 11, Lord willing. That could change, but the plan right now is... Sunday, July 26th, subsequent articles every Monday at 11 a.m. for the next two months at least. If you have questions about the roundtable, feel free to reach out to me or Josiah or Caleb. 
uh, feel free to email us. My email address is anthonyraywhitlock at gmail. The email address for Roundtable, I am fairly positive, is appalachianroundtable at gmail.com. Um, feel free to email either of those if you maybe have some questions or maybe you have some insight or maybe you have some maybe you have a topic that you want to see addressed or a question that you maybe would like to see answer. I know that a lot of that might not be likely because you don't know who we are and you don't you don't really know if you can trust us, but just on the off chance, some things that you'd like to see addressed and hear our perspectives on. So, um, I hope this gets you guys excited. I hope that if you have been following the Facebook page and you didn't know what in the world you were looking at, that now you have a better idea. Share this. Get people amped for Appalachian Roundtable. Be looking for that first article to come out July 26th. And subscribe to Ride Along. Thanks, guys.